Hello and welcome to the Student Council, an educational advice podcast made for students and by students where everyone is qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak and I am your host. Today I will be joined by Benjamin Huffman, a dear friend, all the way back from elementary school. He is currently at Boston College. Benjamin, how you doing? Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's very fun to catch up. I want to hear before anything else, what has been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Oh, definitely. I think I think it was like Tuesday night. My roommate and I took a good like two or three hours. We're up until like one, redoing our whole room. And then finally being able to like step back and look at it and admire it and all its glory. It's been oh, so worth it. It is so worth it. I'm like every once in a while I get tempted to be like I could rearrange everything. Um, But I don't know. I like the setup we have so far, but I feel like that's a fun thing to do. I would do that. Every time I go home, I think I rearrange my room or like like rearrange my entire closet every single time. But yeah, it's an it's a good experience. Speaking of experiences, what's your college experience been like? You're at Boston College. What are you studying there? What is was your plan after graduation and how has your experience been so far? Well, right now, I went into college undecided. And then first semester, I just took a bunch of core classes. I still had to really like no clue. But I think the first like two weeks of taking this one econ course, second semester, I think I'm leaning towards a major in econ and then hopefully a minor in Spanish. But we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, I'm still undecided, but I'm definitely leaning towards more of like an econ route. For sure. Econ's very fun. I mean, I feel like I'm in business, so I'm not too far away from that whole territory. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, I'm curious about Boston College. Like, what's the overall kind of culture of the college? Like, what have you experienced with that so far? Oh, I, I love it so much, especially like being on a, a sports team here. You kind of have their own, like, I guess, like click or like family like, already like built around you when you come to school. So I guess like I wouldn't say socializing is like easier than normal but it's definitely like good to have a group of like people you already know as soon as you got to school yeah no it really is i feel like i have friends here at u of m on sports teams and stuff and how long did you have to get to school earlier than everybody else like somebody i knew has been training at the college since like over this like all over the summer yeah so that's mostly i think fall sports like I know the soccer girls did or soccer team in general and then volleyball as well. But we're since we're a winter sport, we came normal time, but we'll have to stay over the summer to train. So we don't have to come in early freshman year, but I think it's going to be expected that you stay over the summer and train all year. Okay. Where would you think you'd stay over the summer? Like, would you wind up renting an apartment or something or like, do they have summer housing? Uh, I mean, th- we don't know yet for sure, but there's off-campus houses. We have a swim house that's off-campus, so it's either going to be in there or our coach might be able to get us dorms for the summer. Nice. And I'm curious, too, like, what is the college process like when you are recruiting for a sport like swimming? Like, what is – how did you wind up signing on Boston College, and, like, how did you kind of navigate that whole recruitment process? Well, so recruiting opens up in the summer – after your sophomore year leading into your junior year i think it's like june 6th or whatever so starting that day you get texts and phone calls and texts and emails and everything and then that's when you can start sending off your like recruiting questionnaires and schools you're interested in and it's a whole like it's a whole process too because 
you're talking you can be talking to a ton of coaches from just a ton of random schools and you have to like try and remember names to teams and everything but i mean for me it took around a year and it was everything it was all really messed up from covid too because mm-hmm. recruiting opened up while pools still weren't open from covid so as everyone was like shooting their shot in the dark and they didn't really know like what they were getting their hands into but I think I didn't start talking to BC until late in my recruiting process too, probably about halfway through my junior year. But then I started talking to one of their coaches. Like I sort of like fell in love with it. And then I, after like talking to my parents and I took an unofficial visit up here, I think I, as soon as I, I remember taking my visit and then getting back to my hotel and looking at my mom, like I, I definitely think I want to go here. So that's awesome. I love those like immediate click moments. Those are really, really special. I think in the, yeah, in the process. How's your swim season been so far? Like, so it's a w- more. Is it more of a winter like second semester sport? <clears throat> yeah. So we start competition in August or no, not August, October. As sort of like a preseason, then we have a lot of like smaller dual meets, and then we'll have our midseason meet. The first, I think, was was either the first week of December, or last week of November, and then after that. We, everyone went home for break. You're expected like sw- still swim with the club team and stay in shape. Uh, first week of July, or we had like a short, we had a short break because we couldn't leave school until the 23rd of December. Ooh. And then we had to be in Miami for a training trip on January 2nd. So yeah. we were in Miami for 10 days, had a training trip and then back at school. And now we have, so, uh, there's a group of swimmers who have their championship meets. So, like I get their end of season meet next weekend. And then the other half of the roster is going to ACC's, which is in Greensboro on February 15th, I think. Okay. So I'll be going down to Greensboro February 15th for our last meet of the season. And then, then we're in the off season. So then in the off season. Nice. Good. Best of luck with that meet. Um, That'll be Thank very you. exciting. I realize I didn't put this on the question doc, but I do have to ask. I feel like in every picture I've seen of you in the last some considerable amount of time, there is a baby Yoda also. Oh in the yeah, picture. he's right, right here. I, I gotta hear the story behind the baby Yoda. I don't even, I don't even know. Like, um, I don't know how like I saw him at first. I think it might have been from like a random like YouTube video. I saw someone like holding on to one. I was like, oh, I I need to get one of those because I just I love the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I finally got one, and then I got it like sophomore year of high school, and then once I was able to drive, and like say I'll go into a friend's house or I would go to a party or something, and I would bring him literally everywhere, every swim meet, every like like weekend function wherever I went, he would always come with me. And then finally I started – and then I brought him to the States for swim, and I took him on the podium, and that's when he, like, blew up. And everyone was like, <laughs> why do you bring a baby Yoda everywhere? But I don't know. It's just sort of clicked, and I, I still have him. He still goes everywhere. So he'll be in, he'll be in Greensboro, too, in a couple weeks. That's amazing. Is he, like – is he a hit? It? Like, like it, that definitely feels like that's a conversation opener at, like, any kind of party or function, Oh, yeah. Right? Like oh, – yeah. I brought him to orientation. He was in my dorm. People were like, "You, why do you have a a baby Yoda?" And I don't know. It's just he just goes wherever with me. Yeah, no, it's so good. I I'm also so excited for Mandalorian season three. It's gonna be such a great yeah. show. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like 
I love him and just all the pictures and like the professional swim photos. And I'm like, there he is. It's very yeah. Me the media day pictures. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the like general elements of of BC and everything like that. So you're in a dorm right now. You've talked about swim housing. Like, what is kind of the overall housing experience at school? Are you required to like be on campus for X amount of years? Where do you think you'll be kind of be living for the future and beyond? Yeah. So you're everyone's required three years of on-campus housing so freshman year and i guess freshman year housing is kind of weird at bc so there's uh their main campus is split up into i guess like not really split up but divided into labeled as three different like sections so there's lower campus there's main campus there's upper campus so freshman year, you'll either be in a double, triple, or quad, and it's all – you get to pick one roommate you know and that the next two are, like, random if you get put in a quad. Hmm. So I'm going to double this year, but I'm not on lower, main, or upper. I'm on a separate campus called Newton Campus. Interesting. And it's, like, it's like a mile and a half away from main campus, but it has, I think – maybe 70 no 50 percent of all the freshman dorms and then all the law school buildings so it's, it's sort of like a commuter campus school but not really because it's like a five minute bus ride and buses are constantly running so i'm on newton campus in a double and then all of the other freshmen on the swim team they're on upper so that's upper is all freshman dorms which are all like um they're all doubles triples quads as well and then sophomore year, it's uh four, it's quads, two man suites, and I think eight man suites. So hopefully next year there's eight uh freshman boys on the swim team this year. So we're gonna shoot and try and get an eight man suite next that year. Hopefully fun. it works out. But yeah, the the doubles, I mean, they're I mean, they're nothing special. It's just like it's just your average, like stereotypical two man dorm. But mm -hmm. the A-Mads, the A-Mads are huge. So we want to try and get one of those next year. Junior year, it's – junior year is the year you go off off campus. But so we have a – we don't have, but we lease out a swim house every year. I think it has like – I think you put like 15 or 16 people in it. So – and there's two units within it. So there will be a, a girl's floor and a guy's floor. So hopefully we can get that. We have to do that at least soon, I think. It's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. So, too. yeah, <laughs> junior year off campus. And then senior year, you're in on-campus apartments. I think there's a, there's a few of them. Or so you're either in an – I think that's like grouped into sixes too. So you're in a six-man apartment on campus senior year. Or you can get into a, a mod which I don't even know like that much about them, but they were built, I think in like the eighties as like temporary housing. And this is what made me think of Jellystone because mm -hmm. they're literally like log cabins. No way. You're, like log cabins right smack dab in the middle of lower campus. And they're like, they're really like terrible, like places to live just because they're so old and so beat up, but it's like legendary and everyone wants to get them. Cause they're like gated off and for tailgates, like that's like the prime time real estate. Cause it's right near the football stadium. So hopefully we can get, I can sneak into a mod senior year, but 
you know, it is what it is because there's so few of them, but they're so like special. Yeah, that's really cool. I love just log cabins in the middle of campus. That is absolutely iconic. And that would be amazing. Yeah, for anything football season and beyond. That is wonderful. That'd be fun to like have a little Jellystone reunion at the, yeah. at the mods. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, they're so like they're so like rickety, but everyone wants one. That's incredible. Yeah, those look really cool. Um, speaking of dorms, I'm curious. You've got a lot of cool stuff in your dorm room that I can see. Do you have one dorm room essential item, though? Oh, um, we have one big Bose speaker. That's really come in handy. And then as of recently, the Roku stick. Yeah. The Roku stick is a, that's a game changer right there. It really is. Like I've I have the fire stick. I have no idea the difference between any of them. But they're a game changer. Some TV sure. stick, yeah. Yeah. Incredibly. Also, I'm curious, um, dining hall foods is something very unique and interesting on every college campus. So do you have multiple dining halls? Do you have only a couple? Do you have any like really standout bites of dining hall food or just like food in general on campus? Um, all right. So I BC dining is a whole like debacle. So uh-huh. on Newton, there's Stewart. So that's the dining hall we have here. Good old stew. That's secret. It's the smallest one, but it's secretly the best because all the law school students eat there. If you're going to law school, you don't want to eat freshman like dorm or like freshman college dining food. So right. usually we get some good food from Stew. But then on uh, on lower campus, or there's Cork and Commons, which everyone just calls lower. So lowers the dining hall, which is on lower kind of. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And then on upper, there's Mac. I don't think I've eaten there. I've never eaten there once, just because everyone says it's so bad, but. BC dining, it's it's good. The food, I think my hot takes that the food is really good. It's just really, really overpriced for no reason at all. Okay. But I think the best thing is either like the either like the there's some like miso like cherry glazed salmon, which is that's good. And then there's general so's cauliflower, which is gas it's so good that does sound those both sound really good i feel like sometimes i'm skeptical of college salmon but that sounds miso cherry glaze sounds sounds like it might just win me over yeah i mean uh everything from like bc is supposedly it's all like sustainably sourced and like local and i guess word on the streets that's why it's so expensive Mm -hmm. but i know it tastes good and i really don't care so yeah (laughs) So expensive, I'm curious, do you have like, is it then do you pay like per meal or do you have like a dining hall kind of swipe system? Yeah. So we have to pay, we, you put your money into like your, I guess like your Eagle account or whatever. I don't know. Your your BC like dining bucks and then you pay per meal. So it's based off what you get and not swipes. Like some meal after a practice, I can run up like $45 for dinner, Dang. which is so not good, but (laughs) You just got to figure out how to work the system. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, you totally have to work the system. Now, I'm curious, going into BC, what were like some of the expectations that you had going into college and going into BC? And like, how has that maybe shifted over time? Um, 
I think I was definitely a little like scared at first, academic wise, because I I guess like I've always heard that my parents always told me that BC is like a it's a it's a good school. I'm not gonna lie, it's a good school, and I definitely got in for a lot of swimming. So I was I was scared at first about like academics, and then of course like all throughout high school, every teacher is being like, oh, college professors like oh. They're they're brutal. Like they they would never accept this. So I guess that kind of like they sort of like fear monger you in high school about how like difficult in college is gonna be. But I would say it's definitely if you can learn how to manage the time you have and I guess like not procrastinate and stay on top of your stuff, it's really not as bad as people like make it out to be. No, it really is all about time management. And it it is funny, like the I always love those Instagram reels or whatever, like the like the what high school teachers talk about college proofs and how college proofs actually are, because I feel like so much of that fear mongering doesn't really come to pass. And even like things like AP or like AP Lang, where it's like, you need to learn how to write three essays in two hours. And I'm like, why? Like I never yeah. had to do that at all in any kind of educational setting, which is so interesting. Like, I mean, in high school, if you ask for an extension, it'd be no, but a teacher can you can turn in something like a week late for some teachers and they won't even, they won't even notice. So. Yeah. No, it is. It's very true. Um, I'm curious now. I, I love to ask everybody a couple of advice questions on here. And the first one is what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody has given to you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, one of, actually, I wouldn't say someone's given to me one of my favorite like quotes is a good old Kobe Bryant press conference jobs not finished. That yeah. that always like I don't know because always just keep your head down, keep going, and everything's gonna get better in the end. But I think yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite like quotes. It's no matter like what you can do, you can always like keep on going. Jobs not finished. So <laughs> yeah, it's that's a really good quote. I love I love those good pieces of inspirational quotes. And then the other question I love to ask everybody is your ultimate tip for somebody going into college. Uh, I would say don't, don't force yourself into a friend group where you like aren't 100% certain that they're good people to be with. I would say like pick and choose who you want to spend your time with wisely because like it's going to have a huge impact on what you do in the long run. Or I guess yeah. like your college experience as a whole. So don't like don't rush to make any friends like you're not 110 you're not 110% like certain about being with. I think that's an excellent piece of advice and something so crucial with college is I think it's really easy to fall into like you immediately get there and like and I think it's important to like try and make early connections and stuff but I think it's also like you do still have to feel those people out and you still do still have to realize like okay what is the the greater kind of scope of this going to look like. So, yeah. yeah. 10,000% now, um, I've got one other question is, what's a moment from high school that you still think about? High school, I definitely I definitely think about um, states a lot because that was, that was cool. I mean, winning – I went one states junior year of COVID, but winning both my events and going undefeated senior year, I mean, like, I hope I didn't peak in high school. But if I did, it would be pretty cool because yeah. that's, that's my story. That's a pretty good peak. That's a good but uh, winning, for sure. yeah, winning states three times in high school for swim and breaking almost every single record we have. I mean, that's. I still think about it a lot, and I sometimes I wish college swimming could be like that easy as 
Virginia 3A high school swimming, but sometimes it's not like that. Mm -hmm. I definitely learned that my first one of my first college races, the dude to my left was an Olympian from Brazil. Yeah, that no was way. rough. That was my first few. My first few college swims were against like some like top top dogs, Olympians, like conference champs, and you just get. I'm I'm just a freshman. I'm a, I'm a little five eleven freshman from BC, and I just got. It was rough, but now one of my yeah, I definitely think about winning states that was pretty cool yeah do is it luck of the draw for like who you're placed by in like some of those swim meets or is that like did you kind of match with them like when you're getting placed next to an olympian or something oh it's i think it's, it was complete luck of the draw because we there was a meet we swam georgia tech and Pitt, and i was sick the whole week like leading up so i wasn't already feeling 100 percent. Mm-hmm. and i go behind the blocks and i look to my left and it's oh what's his name Dude, to my left, Polish national champion and the 200 free. Oh no! I looked to my right, ACC champion the year before in the 200 free, and then there's me right smack dab in the middle of the pool, and that was that was a humbling experience to say the least. But no, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm also, I'm guess I'm curious, like, how did you get into swim way back in the day? Like, how did that kind of come about for you? And why do you, why is that something you really love to like keep doing? Um, I, honestly, I definitely say it was because of my siblings. So my sister swam when she was younger and then my brother got into it. And then finally, like my mom always said, like, cause when I was little, I would have to go with her to pick them up from practice every single day. And I just could not wait. And I'd always like go like walk around the pool deck and like my mom said it always like loved it. And then she said, I just would never shut up about being able to swim. So she said the very first, like, as soon as my birthday turned, where I was like old enough to like be on the team, I think it was like five. Yeah. I started competitive swimming. And then I just like, I guess like fell in love with it ever since. I mean, I played other sports when I was little, but I'd re- it really, nothing really like clicked for me ever like swim did. That's totally so fair. Yeah. I, my mom always said I was a water baby from the age of like two. So that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, no, swimming is something very, very cool. It's it's like, I, I don't, you know, I haven't done anything like in laps and competitive in a pool in a very, very long time, but I do always just enjoy it as an activity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, I'm building like a little bit of a school survival playlist with this podcast as well. So I'm curious if you have any songs that like got you through high school or a period of school that you'd want to add to this playlist. I might need to look through Spotify for this one. I I definitely was a big like I'd get into like some sort of music or an artist for a good like three or four months and that was the only thing I listened to and then I switch off of it. But I will say the one thing I have going all throughout high school, and I think it started in like seventh or eighth grade, but I've had I've had one playlist and I just always say like, keep on adding to it. Right now it's at 36 hours, eight minutes dang and if i think i pressed play on shuffle and i can name like the song within like five seconds That's but awesome. i definitely a song that got me through high school definitely throwing some dirks bentley in there some kind yeah. some country music uh what is what is it 
somewhere on a beach was probably one of my one of my favorite thoughts one of my favorite thought songs through high school it's a good one yeah yeah there's a, i feel like high school is a big era for country like i feel like i so many there was a very strong like because i feel like in 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 the, the virginia area where we kind of grew up like i i get it i think more but like even in like midwestern michigan it's still like such a has such a strong hold on high school students yeah, I was really expecting to um, see my I I would get up to school here in Boston, so in the north, and I'll play country music, and people are like, dude, what are you listening to? Like, oh, I mean, this is just where I where I come from, and I'm from Northern Virginia. Like, what? Yeah. No, it is funny. Like the the shift of like going up kind of more north in Virginia. Like, have you noticed like any kind of culture shocks or sh- things like that? Uh, not. I mean, it's a little bit colder up here, but <laughs> fair. Oh, culture shocks? Not really. The accent is definitely one of them. I I have some teachers with the good old wicked smart accent on them. Oh, that's amazing. And that's, yeah, it, it takes a while to get used to that because every like, ah, it kind of gets mm-hmm. annoying after a while, but you just get used to it. But yeah, I would say probably the accent is definitely a big culture shock. And then. I guess the the weather, mm-hmm. but I like the cold. And I like the snow, so it's really not that big of a deal. Me too. It's something where like, yeah, we got some. I feel like Virginia would get some snow, but definitely more in the Midwest. But I, I enjoy it. it for makes sure, me, it makes me happy. I know that there, I you know, I have friends from like Atlanta or you know Southern states who like endure. But I'm like, I love this. This is my my bread and butter. Yeah, we had our first like I I would say our first like bigger snow of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think we got like it was supposed to rain all day, and we ended up getting like six inches in like three hours. So no we way. had we had practice the whole time. And you go outside, and there's six inches of snow on the ground. The first thing I think of was like, oh my gosh, he's to cancel school tomorrow. Because you know, in Virginia, you get one inch of snow, you get a half inch of snow, and they close school for like three days. Yeah. But then I realized like, oh, we're in Boston. They're gonna have this. Like, they're not gonna cancel school for it. Six inches of snow is like nothing to them, so they're not going to cancel school. So that was a little bit defeating, but now snow, snow, and I, I like it. Yeah, it is definitely a bummer when it's like the last time college was canceled for snow at U of M, it was like nineteen inches, and I'm like, that's not that's not great for my for my odds. But yeah, it still it was really cool. We had a, a snowfall happen this week, and everybody gathered on like the big like central campus diag and had just like a massive free-for-all snowball fight which was oh i I think i saw that on tiktok yeah it was it was intense it was really cool though (laughs) like people were just going at it left and right like throwing volleys and retreating by the end of it too it was just like ice like it was just like so packed that like you got hit and like it hurt but yeah it was great it was absolutely incredible now for the last main question of the episode, I do want to say, I do want to ask, um, what would you tell yourself as a freshman in high school and then as a freshman in college, like right when you were starting college? A freshman me in high school, I'd say number one, you got to switch up the haircut or not even the haircut. You got to switch the comb over it, it. Looking back, like I get Snapchat memories every now and then. And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. I mean, my hair right now is something else, but. The banker comb over, just like, oh, come on. It was like a, it wasn't even comb over, it was like comb over the top and bozo the clown on the sides. <laughs> but I needed to lose that. And then freshman, me in high school, also like 
I'd say just keep doing yourself and like, don't let anyone don't trying to let anyone like change like me, I guess. Don't, don't fall into someone's trap of becoming someone like you're not. I'd say. Yeah. That's a good one. Those are both really great pieces of advice. Yeah. The, like hairstyles over time is definitely an interesting one. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like somehow I've like kept mine relatively consistent recently, but it's still, it's still something that I had to, to learn some time to develop. I think early high school was a time for me to realize the true power of uh, hair paste and what it could do to, to change a person. So yeah, yeah, it's a good time. That kind of brings us to the end of this podcast episode. I'm so, so thankful to have you on and catch up. I'm curious, do you have anything to like to plug or share anything you want to send people to? Uh, not that I know of. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Mandalorian season three comes out. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Hey, Ma- Mandalorian season three comes out. Episode three, The Last of Us out tonight. Oh, yeah. Is that good? I have not started The Last of Us, but I've heard good things. My roommate and I watched the first episode. I think it was Friday night. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty okay. good. I'm like, I'm somebody who for a very long time has been like adverse to horror stuff, but I might just have to give it a shot because I've heard very good things. So was I. And then I was like 15 minutes in the first episode. I was like curled up in a ball on the couch, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. It also feels like that show is just a different version of The Mandalorian. It's just Pedro Pascal protecting a different kid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the episode. Benjamin, thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing to talk. Um, thank you for listening to the Student Council. I've been Carter Dvorak. That over there has been Benjamin Hoffman from Boston College. Ben, any other things you want to say before we head out? Um, Not really. I'll see you around. I will see you around. Yeah. If you want to find the podcast, our Instagram is StucoPod. Our email is StucoPod at gmail.com. The best of luck and the best of times to you and all of your educational endeavors. The Student Council is adjourned.